2: On our AEW Revolution predictions yesterday, both of us picked Team TBD to be determined to win the four-way tag team title match Mm -hmm. at the pay-per-view because we thought whoever won this casino tag team battle
1: royal on Dynamite would go on to win the whole thing. My logic was, I don't think the guns are retaining. I don't think the acclaimed are winning them back. And despite, I mean, because Tony Khan seems hellbent on not making any money, he's not going to put the belts on Team TNA. So it has to be team number four. Money is right there. It's all there. It's gold. Right there. In, in his, it's apps. Yes, it is. It's
2: his world. It's a gold scheme right there to invest in. Put the gold on them. Uh, so we thought it was going to be the TBD slot. There's a rich tradition of mystery surprise opponents winning this bit and then going on to, to fi- face the, the pay-per-view. And technically, this was a surprise entrance. Yes, I suppose it was. <laughs> you said best friends. They're I mean, already yes. in the storyline mix. I said FTR. They're trolling us all. Really, they are on good terms with AEW because they're about to win the tag team championships. If it's not those two, well, chuck any name in there. Motor City Machine Guns any new japan team something like that instead the winner of last night's casino tag team battle royal was orange cassidy and
1: dan Housen. technically of the best friends so what i said was true from a certain point of view uh not what i <laughs> not what i would have done Tempest, i got in the office i was making the thumbnail for the show today the first thing that tempest said to me is what is going on with their tag team division
2: <laughs> i'm ollie davis i'm joined by Lugo and dad welcome to the go home show for revolution review aew dynamite review that is please if you haven't already press the thumbs up button give us a subscribe leave a comment down below with your thoughts on the episode and send in your Omega Chats to WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. We'll read out every single one of them over five US dollars. And right now, go over to WrestleTalk.com forward slash WrestleLeague, I think is the URL, but the link should be in the description below. And you can partake against all of us and over 3,000
1: other wrestle League participants yeah, the, in uh, Revolution Predictions. Our moderators will be putting it out there. We did our predictions yesterday and a few people... I know have signed up for mm. Russell Lee because you left your comments on yesterday's prediction video to say that you have now signed up. Revolution is now on there. You can get your predictions in. Don't forget to do your Joker as well, mm. which is what we didn't do yesterday on the predictions was give a Joker out. I was so focused on trying to remember the live Biscuit track that I forgot to put on a Joker. Segway, Segway, Segway. AW forgot as well,
2: because (laughs) the Casino Battle Royal format really is a stupid idea. It's trying to be the Royal Rumble, but of course, it doesn't want to copy WWE. Just like how WWE don't want to copy other promotions. You know, how long did we have to wait for War Games to show up on the main roster? Even though it's fantastic stipulation. Vince McMahon pushed against it forever because it wasn't his idea. Mm -hmm. And the Royal Rumble is such a WWE native idea. I can understand why AEW wouldn't want to do their version of the Royal Rumble. Although by this point, I think just do it. It's a really great match and people look forward to it every year. Instead, they've tried to come up with their own version. And we lived through this with TNA. Oh, we sure did. All the weird contrived rules messes that Booker's come up with to try and break something that
1: doesn't need fixing. Well, TNA quite famously looked at the ladder match and said, what if you climbed the ladder and hung the belt up? A reverse ladder match, if you will. A company that quite famously looked at a battle royal (laughs) and said, what if the aim was to get in the ring <laughs> rather than get out. So, <laughs> so difficult to stage. <laughs> yeah, and, t- that, and speed of stages, that's just stage one of the match. <laughs> stage two is then a traditional battle royal until you get to stage three when it's a one-on-one match. And then that leads to stage four, the ranking <laughs> for a tournament.
2: So TNA's version was do it in reverse. Yeah, I would say WCW's version was put something else on top of it. <laughs> Because yeah. you'd have, like,
1: the triple cage match. You'd have,
2: was it the monster truck on top of,
1: yeah, that was, was on was top, on the, on the the top of the building. Yeah, yeah, because then Hogan pushed uh, the yes, giant off the top of, of the building. Murdered him. But, you know, he was the baby face. Showed <laughs> up later on, didn't he? <laughs> he did. And then hugged him. <laughs> so that's WCW and uh, w, uh,
2: TNA's way of doing it. I think AEW's way is clump things together, put a betting spin on it a casino spin yes so when the casino battle royal first debuted it was clunky it still is clunky but it was it's gotten admittedly less clunky fewer clunks
1: and you would come out in batches of five yeah what we found from the first time they did the casino battle royal was that coming out in groups of five means no one gets a pop yes because the crowd are like who's there Oh, that guy's there.
2: Rather, no
1: entrance music. No entrance music. Rather than what you want from like a Royal Rumble is the music hits, you react to the music. As opposed to, who is it? Mm. Oh, it's Hangman Adam Page, right? And who else is with him? <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So what they then did was like, oh yeah, you're still in suits. You have, there are the four suits and then there's the Joker pick. So 21 entrance overall. But you come out individually mm. from the suit. So it's like, and here are the clubs. Penta comes out. Page comes out. Eddie Kingston comes out. So you have the music, you have the pop, you have the reaction. And then they all come down in one wave. Yes, they come yeah. down in one wave. And then you do a bit of uh, action, some eliminations, five, four, and then the next seats. This
2: was the closest we've had so far to the WWE Royal Rumble format.
1: So I have gone to Wikipedia <clears throat> to check this. There are three different versions of the Casino Battle Royal. Okay. So there's the Casino Battle Royal, which is what we were just discussing yeah. There. Then there's the Casino Tag Team Royale, which is what we got last night, which is just, in the Casino Tag Team Royale, it is also a Rumble's Rules Battle Royal, but with 10 to 15 teams participating. The order of entrance is based on a lottery. Two tag teams start the match, and every night seconds a new team enters. Individual eliminations occur when a wrestler has gone over the top rope and both feet hit the floor. A team is eliminated when both members of the team have been ruled out of the match. Match ends when one wrestler or team is left. The winning team earns a shot at the AEW Tag Team Championships.
2: Okay, well, what's the... Uh... What's the definition of the singles
1: one? So, uh, the Casino Battle Royal is a modified Rumble Rules Battle Lottery that features 21 entrants. It begins with a group of five wrestlers, okay, and every three happened. minutes, another group of five wrestlers enters, <clears throat> while the 21st and final entrant enters alone. So, you're right, and we got our, we got it wrong. We were both right and wrong, I guess, on the predictions video, when we said, there'll be a Joker entry, because there is a Joker entry in the Casino Battle Royal, but there isn't a Joker entry, or the card stuff, in the casino tag team royale. There also isn't in the casino's trios royale, which we had uh, yeah. on Rampage, uh, which was won by Top Flight, where <sighs> you win $300,000.
2: Well, okay. So if you, ta- if you take away the Joker surprise last entrant, which really was the only good thing uh, that was better than, say, a Rumble one, although a Rumble one, you kind of have those peppered through anyway. Uh, I prefer that way of doing it, actually. This was just a pretty weak, sloppy, confusing, repetitive battle royal. Or
1: well, what it is—it's a tag team royal rumble. Yeah, because there's nothing that actually separates this out. Jeff Jarrett would look at this and be like, "This is just the same match, but now mm. they're tag teams." Yeah, and
2: and they've got all you know because we had a battle royal last week with all these same
1: te- same teams pretty much. But that was just a standard battle royal. Yeah. where you all start in the ring at the same uh-huh, time. Uh huh.
2: They're too similar. They're too similar to do back to back with the same talent.
1: I think we've also forgot that. I think there's a Casino Battle Royal ladder match. You remember? They also have, oh
2: yeah, which
1: is where Brian Cage debuted.
2: Yes, you're right.
1: Yeah, but that is again. That's not based on um, cards. That is just based on you have an order of entry, and then you come down and try and win a ladder match.
2: Yeah, Hangman Uh. Page won it last year. Well, in this, we had... Uh,
1: personal survival series.
2: Dark Order, enter First. Wheeler Uter and Claudio Castagnoli jumped them when they came down. Then we have Roosh and uh, Preston Vance. Can't remember. He's, what's his new name? Preston Vance. It's still Preston Vance. Lucha Bros, Aussie Open, uh, 2.0, Top Flight. Kingdom. Uh, <coughs> the Kingdom. And then we got Danhausen and Orange Cassidy, who were revealed to be... Replacements for the best friends, Orange Cassidy heavily selling these ribs from what was a great opening match, I thought, with, with Big with, Bill. With Big Willie, yeah. Big
1: Willie, Big Willie style. Because best friends had been attacked on rampage by the firm mm-hmm. of all people, and the best friends were not medically cleared to compete to be in this battle royal. But Dan hasn't said, Well, me and Orange Cassidy are best friends. So that allows us to be in the battle royal in place of the best
2: friends. When you say the firm attacked them, are you including the acclaimed? Or is it the firm
1: and the acclaimed attacked them? Oh, the acclaimed are part of the firm. You think? Sorry, ass- sorry, sorry.
2: The ass boys. The ass
1: boys. Uh, the ass boys are not part of the firm. They are just, I believe, associated with the firm. Okay. They are not the firms, the guns. <laughs> uh, or, so sorry, yeah. sorry. AEW World Tag Team Champions, the firms, the yeah. guns. Uh,
2: Dan Housen and Cassidy came out. Weird spot, psychologically, for a babyface actor being, even though they'd already wrestled earlier on. I think Casty couldn't have done any more of selling his ribs to get that over. Uh, And then, yeah, they eliminated Butcher and the Blade. Who were the last entrants. Love Butcher and the Blade, but it's hardly Blackpool Combat Club. It's not... Save so, and Dark
1: Order. So they were putting this over hard on commentary as to why it was Butcher and Blade last. Because Butcher and Blade actually have the best track record in all of these battle royals. The Butcher holds the most eliminations Mm. for battle royals in AEW at the moment. Oh, you can throw the stats you want at me. That doesn't mean I I believe that story. I'm just telling you, (laughs) it's what commentary were we're looking to do. Commentary were putting this over hard. Mm -hmm. But when it did come down to Orange, Cassidy and Danhausen versus Butcher and Blade, I was like, well, I mean, it was pretty clear. When they announced they were going to be in this match, they were going to win. But this very much solidifies that they're winning. The only way it would be more clear is if four referees came down to hold the base of the ladder. <laughs> that was a rickety old ladder. <laughs> I'm glad they were there for the safety of hearts. I know. I know. Uh,
2: so yeah, I, n- no offense to any of the teams in this, but I, I they are kayfabe losers based on them most of them losing last week. The the more exciting acts that weren't in last week's match, like Blackpool Combat Club, didn't really get a showing. I thought they were dispatched pretty easily and they didn't last through till the end. Casty and Danhausen, I tell you what, that's gonna be a really fun comedy four-way pre-show match. Yes. But it's it's actually the top of the tag division right now in AEW. What has happened
1: to this? This company's division you're asking the tempest question is what has happened to this because they announced for rampage i'm just going to quickly double check this hold on um twitter oh, also,
2: also as an actual match i thought it was underwhelming no you know like i could i couldn't tell you a single spot like
1: impressive spot i it. was going back so yeah uh, i i talked about this on the rumble 05 review that we did for wrestle talk extra when I'm making my notes for a Royal Rumble, when we do Rest Talk Extra over on Patreon, is that you're like, entry number three, blank comes in, and then you have, what happens mm-hmm. in that space? Then, double enter, entry number four, this person. It's an easier way for me to track my notes, where things happen and where they don't happen. Here I've just got Yuta and Claudio attack Dark Order as they're making their entrance. LFI in next. Lucha Bros in next. Aussie Open mm-hmm. in next. Top Flight in next. At some point, 2.0 were in there. Like, it was just, they made their entrances, they got in the ring, and just brawled. And then some got eliminated, some didn't. And really, it was only like, I've only got notes here for when the kingdom come in. Mm. And that's because I thought the kingdom actually looked quite good. And Vastity Athletes came out and brawled with the Lucha Bros. So what I would say, the the only, like, plus point I could put onto this because I I didn't hate it. I don't, I don't think I disliked it as much as you did. I thought it was a totally serviceable... I think most battle royals are quite bad anyway, but this was a totally serviceable battle royal. Really, they should have been on the outside trying to get in. But it did do its job in trying to either continue feuds or start new feuds, which I think is what you want from a Royal Rumble. It's just like coming out of this i've got some storylines here that i can you can tell with other matches so you know you You into any of those stories oh varsity athletes versus the lucha bros it's a (laughs) a perfect use of the lucha bros i don't know what you mean um but like you know you'd had stuff there with lfi and you had uh top flight eliminating aussie open so you can do some stuff around that there was what was the other one Mm. there was another one where people were eliminating well Dark
2: like, Order and Blackpool Combat Club yeah, were, they were are mixed already. Up. but that's more of a supplementary
1: thing to Mox and Hangman, I don't really see that continuing post-revolution well no because they've got the match on Rampage mm. so this is the other point that people were making, they announced a match for Rampage uh, which is a fatal four way tag team match between Top Flight the Dark Order Blackpool Combat Club, and Aussie Open. Great. And everyone's comment on that was, that is better than the tag team four-way <laughs> match that's on the pay-per-view. I would argue, Team TNA is not <laughs> part of this one. Statistically, it cannot be better than what's on the pay-per-view. The <laughs> it can't be. It's not gold. Yeah, but that is a very, very good four-way that arguably is better than the one is on the pay-per-view.
2: Uh... And you just look at that. we keep saying, oh, what has happened to AEW's tag division? There's four teams right there. Yep. That doesn't include the Lucha Bros. Or um, LFI. Or uh, the Young Bucks, or House of Black. You know, these teams that are wrapped up in... Yeah. um, Trios. Trios. Yeah, it's... uh, I I thought this was... The the more frustrating thing is, I could tell this was going to be not bad, but... Bad booking, fundamentally bad booking. Because you did this match last week. Yes. You just had a staggered entrance format. You have beaten everyone in here already. I th- it's and it happens every year. It's terrible. It's bad. Fundamentally bad booking. It's not great, is it? No. And but like it's not changing because I respect Tony's commitment to tradition. Most years, this is a bad one. Yeah. I can't. I can't see how any any sane, rational thinking person. can have have looked at the last two weeks of how they have built the pay-per-view and gone, that's good. Plus the acclaimed, like the way to tell the story, the acclaimed are screwed last week. They didn't cash in their automatic rematch clause, which Which is is lazy. And then they last through to the very end here. That's how you tell a story. But we've not. We've actually had the acclaimed and the ass boys paused for two weeks when it needs to be hidden its apex because they've just
1: been brawling amidst loads of other tag teams
2: who mean nothing.
1: And it just means, so there was a report from Worked who have said that the plan is still...
2: What is this, Worked? So
1: Worked, they're the people, they had a report out recently. I think they had all the Trish and um, Lita stuff, Mm. um, which did get proven to be correct. Um, So they have got... A track record as it currently stands. They uh, apparently put out something recently that said that the plan is still for FTR to win the AEW World Cha- World Tag Championships from the Ass Boys, and I told that to Tempest, and his reaction was like, "Why isn't that at the pay per view then? Like, when is it going to happen?" And my first thought was like, "Well, I guess double or nothing," but that just means then we've just got a bit of an extended Ass Boys run where the Ass Boys retain at Revolution yeah. and then. I, I think that the acclaimed feel like they have been damaged by the ass boys loss. And I don't think that it's been helped by them just being like, we're putting ourselves into a fatal four way match. Mm. Cause we don't want to steal opportunities from two other teams. It's, it was, it's not a great way to tell a story. And these two battle Royals are not great ways to tell a story either. I remember the first time they did this in 2020 being like, stupefied Mm -hmm. by the fact that remember they had all of the tag teams and they had like a a tumbler where you got to pick out your entry Mm -hmm. and I'm like we have a ranking system why are we bothering with this and didn't that build FTR Bucks that this is such
2: a lame build to what a great match stupid
1: way to get to the Bucks FTR was a really bad way to tell a A story. story that writes itself yeah and because now we've done away with the ranking system you can now just be like at Cassidy and Danhausen And it will be fun. I guarantee you. That will be be really fun. I guarantee you. Come Monday and Tuesday, we will be sitting there being like, that Fatal 4-Way was so much fun. It was a brilliant, brilliant tag team match because the acclaimed are awesome. Because Orange Cassidy is superb. Danhausen is so much fun. And Team TNA (laughs) are freaking brilliant at being heels. And and then the ass boys will also be (laughs) the tag team champions but like there there are at least three quarters of this and the ass boys aren't terrible Mm. so they will certainly pull their own and they will certainly you know put, put their shift in and it will be a really really fun tag team match and that is that's true but that does not mean that all of this bad storytelling is also not true Just because the end product was amazing does not undo the bad stuff that came before it. AW's problems, never the in-ring stuff. Absolutely not. It's, It's the stories.
0: J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot maybe your new best friend.
2: See what you guys think, put them in the comments, and of course send in your Omega chats to wrestletalk.com forward slash support. Also, go over and make your picks in Wrestle league wrestletalk.com forward slash WrestleLeague to predict revolution. Corey H says, I really like the new tag team division AEW seems to be building. There's some very good comedy tag teams in this new division they're building. Dark Order, Danhausen and OC, The Acclaimed, Team t- TNA, Best Friends. Happy to see comedy wrestling featured on TV.
1: <clears throat> I agree. Actually, I do agree because I, I, I like comedy wrestling. It's mm-hmm. why it's part of the reason why I think the four way is going to be very very fun. Uh, come Sunday, that we can talk about come Monday. But that is almost like it feels like half of the division is comedy teams. Mm. And this this once upon a time was a company that had like the most stacked tag team division with like the best tag teams on the planet. So like the thing that kind of winds me up a little bit when I watch back, you know, and I look back to this battle royal is Varsity Athletes feuding with Lucha Bros. When I sort of like I look at the Lucha Bros, I'm like, that is, not the, mm. that is not the best use of the Lucha Bros. In the same way that when the Ash Boys were feuding with FTR, that's not the best use of FTR. Always, yeah, looking to get new teams over. But if I'm looking at my crop of tag team, uh, tag team wrestlers, I don't think I'm looking at Tony Neese and Aria Daivari and being like, well, that's the next tag team I'm going to push. Yeah. Charles Berg, not only was Ollie's FTR prediction wrong, it was so
2: wrong! Cheers, Charles. That the team who won is the complete opposite type of team to FTR. I, for one, appreciate following your heart. Sometimes you end up being wrong and looking stupid, but
1: you stay true to yourself. Well, I will be changing that prediction on Wrestle League. So. Yeah, because uh, <laughs> I, I think now this it probably does solidify the guns retain. Yeah. Um, even without that worked report. My, I suppose my question to you is and I, this will probably be one that comes up in the, uh, the, the comments down below. It might even come up in the, the live chat as well. Is your disappointment around this because you had worked yourself into thinking it was FTR? No, no. Actually, look, I love FTR, but there's
2: nothing in me right now craving for them to come back. It's more, my FTR fascination is what is going on with their very publicly outspoken stuff against the company? If it's a work, that's a bad idea. <laughs> I don't think after the last, you know, seven months, I don't think it's a good idea to run fictional stories about people wanting to leave your company when reportedly backstage, that's true. And if it is real, oh, that's also bad. Because FDR genuinely do want to leave the company. They'll go back to WWE. So that was, I just saw all the stuff unfolding. I thought, well, surely this is a work they're coming out last. So it wasn't me working myself into a shoot where it's like, which I do do often, where I'm like, I think this is the best way to tell this story. So this must happen. But there's no story here for me to get invested in enough. That is... To, to, to really feel bad that FTR didn't return. I think they sort of fed... No, actually, no. I'll take that
1: back. I was about to say they told a decent story with Orange Cassidy being injured, but I'm wrong there. They told a story <laughs> of Orange Cassidy being into in the match, but him coming out second to last doesn't really... Mm. It doesn't amplify that story because they weren't in there long enough to tell that story. Yeah. He just had a rib injury walking down to the ring. Um and I, so yeah i I do agree with you I, I completely get what you're saying for me i still they're just on a break mm. because aew have often just wrestlers just go away for a bit and then they come back and that's just where ftr are at the moment
2: well so what do you think about all the, the, the same way the that, tweets that and that keith the...
1: lee was off tv for you know a, a couple of months because he was just away for a bit yeah but keith lee wasn't publicly saying that no. oh, well it's kind of rubbish Keithley and Dax Harwood are very different <laughs> people like you we we know very well Dax Harwood is always but always working either it's wrestling fans or wrestling journalists to try and tell stories to make people talk about him whether that's to raise their stocks mm. or whatever this is just what Dax does like, oop Oh, was that accidentally? Did I put a WWE contract in this fo- this innocent photo I was taking of my coffee? Oops! What a mod- what a mistake it's a maker. No, does that on purpose? Didn't do it in WWE. Well, yeah, it's because he totally was bored out of his mind. In well, I know. I think it's
2: because WWE, for all their faults, had you know uh, they they they, with they ran media. a tighter ship.
1: Yeah, they're very they're much much stricter with their yeah. uh, their social media. You know, like apart from, you know, Randy did that uh, Instagram post where he posed next to the mm. elite. but but that's because he was playing both sides he was trying to sign with Mm. all elite wrestling to get a better deal out of wwe and maybe that's what dax is going to be doing here just trying to get a better deal out of aew or and just go with that and you know his like his most recent podcast was him just talking about like ah that that uh pinnacle stuff weren't very good Mm. and here is why it wasn't very good
2: i it just that feels to me like tony's lost control of one of his acts
1: if he's still, um... but Dax is. I think it's what Dax has always done. And actually, do you know? What? I, I would take that back. Dax was always doing that in WWE as well. He kept saying he put out that tweet. One day we'll wrestle the Young Bucks, and it will be mm. the best match on the on the planet. They have always been. They always have they've been. Al- this there's win. always been a,
2: an Undertone but he Has gone into freaking overdrive recently. Cause now- and if I if I was Tony, I'd be like, you get, stop this. <laughs> Well, I it's mean, literally, it definitely painting the company in a bad light. I don't think it is, and like, I think it's. Ref- I st- I'm standing to it's reflecting poorly on Dax
1: as well. I think it might reflect poorly. I don't think it reflects poorly on the company.
2: Oh, I well, the, then you run another story about Eddie Kingston saying, "Oh, I quit AEW. I know it's so we can go to Ring of Honor yeah. and tell that story." But I just it baffles me that, especially with all the NJF stuff, and I'm going to leave WWE. Why are they still telling stories about their wrestlers wanting to leave the company in this
1: work shoot way?
2: When WWE right now is the hotter product,
1: I think it doesn't work anymore. I think you're reading way too much into that. I think oh. you're reading more into that than is actually there. Like three storylines you've thought of, yeah, from the last year, uh-huh. I don't think reflects badly on a company that because WWE is so much hotter right now. I think you are creating this bubble that I don't think really exists. Three stories in nine months. I think it was May, wasn't it, with
2: the double or nothing max stuff. And that, those are the three like kayfabe company sanction stories because behind the scenes, we've got numerous others. We've got, oh, maybe the Young Bucks are negotiating and Kenny. Then we've got
1: the Punk stuff. Then we've got Malachi Black,
2: Andrade, Buddy Matthews. But
1: those are very different to the three stories that you're talking about there. Three, fer- three fictional stories of I want to leave. And actually, even then, the Dax Harder ones, not a fictional story. So really, they've done two stories in nine months where two people have wanted to leave. One of them was MJF, and that's very different. because The other one's Eddie Kingston. And again, that's very different because it's Eddie mm. Kingston. And, he's- and that's just so he can go across to Ring of Honor.
2: I think there is a constant on-screen
1: and off-screen
2: narrative. Because we're in the bubble. That
1: AEW is no good to work for. I I think you have created a narrative Mm. that isn't there.
2: Uh, Sorry, the next person hasn't got their name recorded. Uh, but please do comment somewhere and we'll try and give you a shout out in a sec. I didn't realize until I was watching last night's show, but the acclaimed used their rematch clause to join a multi-team match. Why would former world champions who lost their titles due to a screw finish not want to have a normal tag rematch? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's it's a it's, the, good it's an excellent point. You could have, I mean, if they were smarter people, <laughs> they probably would have said, we'll have our one-on-one rematch next week on Dynamite. Mm. And then one of us will walk into Revolution, the tag team champions, to go up against two other teams. Yeah.
2: J.S. Wooten, member for 12 months. TK actually giving his top merch seller and most consistent wrestler a chance to shine is why I love this company. Dan Housen and Orange Cassidy being in ass Boys is nice. I mean, it's. Dan Housen being the top merch seller, though. Well, unless
1: it's Orange Cassidy, of course.
2: I think it's Danhausen, isn't it? Is it
1: really? I mean, yeah, I he's massively he's popular top, on yeah. on pro wrestling TV. So I mean, that would make sense. It's only because Jess wouldn't said the most consistent wrestler, and that would make mm. me think that's Cassidy. Mm. Yeah, um, maybe saying oh, the top people. most, yeah, and yeah. most consistent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes a lot of sense then. So I mean, if you're Tony Khan, that's actually a very smart decision to put them onto the paper. We were saying yesterday. I wonder how they'll get Cassidy on the show. Mm. And this yeah. is it.
2: I'm just Marcus. Finally, for now, says so. After that battle royal, am I the only one kind of disappointed by the build to this pay per view? It feels a bit messy. Mox versus Page has me excited, as does MJF versus Danielson. However, everything else feels underbooked, or that it's
1: just happening because it can. So when I think are uh, to the card, I agree with you actually in the most part of it there because we've got. Uh, I'm going to try and find where's the card because you've got definitely the main event and you've got Moxon page mm. which i think are two very very good stories yeah. that have been told excellent stories mm. i would argue joe wardlow has got some substance to it but i don't think it has been fested enough on tv like, it's not it's not boiling over is it it's not no because it wasn't it was very much boiling over mm. and then wardlow disappeared for a while so it got taken off the boil and joe went into arguably a better program with darby <laughs> allen jericho starks i think has been hugely bungled um I don't hate the Hater Soraya Soho build. I've, I've been one of the few people that's thought actually it's all right. I, I I agree. I think it's one of the better. At least it's a
2: it's a told focused on women's story.
1: Yeah. You whether you like it or not is is a different thing. Mm. But it it has been a story that has been consistently told week to week with a, the a stuff that makes sense. Elite and House of Black. We did our piece about this on the the revolution predictions, which is that is just a case of. That is a match that has been added. Mm. And then Cage Jungle Boy has had a story and has had a story that has been on TV. It's just a story that's been slightly hampered because Christian Cage got injured.
2: This was a packed show full of loads of angles and matches and segments. So we'll, we'll rattle through them because we've already gone quite long. Orange Cassidy versus Big Bill started things up. Parade opener.
1: So much fun.
2: Orange Cassidy is just like
1: the the MVP of the opening of Dynamite this year. And when you have this match and the storyline they tell to then lead into the main event and their win, I was, I was like, this is why they can be bagging this drum. There's no one in, hot, no one in AEW hotter right now than, than Orange Cassidy. Mm. I'm like, oh! That's why we've been beating this drum for a while, because he's going to be in the tag team title match at the pay-per-view. So good, I thought,
2: this run that Cast is had. I prefer the All-Atlantic Championship to the TNT title right now. Yeah, same as Um Oh, I don't know. I really enjoyed Jones' run. Yeah, but where's he been? You know, Cast is on TV on every country. oh yeah, it was that this time. Uh so this was a good match. Big Bill again. He always impresses me when he's out there. He's got a lot of charisma. He's come so far from big cast. From big ass. Big ass. <laughs> um booting little people. <clears throat> he chokeslammed Casty through a table. Stokely Hathaway also used his cast on Casty. Really good near fall. Dan Housen came out. Hit uh did he hit a curse? No, he tried to tried curse, to. But, it, but it didn't quite work. Ultimately, though, orange casty, orange punch to the knee to bring casty, uh, to bring Cass, will,
1: Bill down and then a super Superman punch from the top rope yeah. to win. I, I like when you do the the little man has to hit their finishing move a handful of times mm. on the, the much bigger person to put them down. I think it's a really good way to put over so your little guy of just being like, look at what they can do, but also the big guy of look how much it took to put them away. Kind of what they did with Bronson Reed in the Elimination Chamber. It took yeah. three people's finishes to put him down. Just Cassidy what a wrestler.
2: Yeah. Like this match and last week's match against Wheeler Utah. He's totally different.
1: What I love about Orange Cassidy is... He doesn't have bad matches. Mm. Like consistently does not have unless it's Jericho. But even then, I don't yeah, think I the, know, the Jericho yeah. ones weren't bad matches. Yeah. They were overly gimmicked. And it was a feud that went, you know, <laughs> two pay-per-views too mm-hmm. long. But they weren't, they were never bad matches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think he's he's an incredible talent. Uh, we then got a Mox promo. This was filmed after
2: last week's main event, you know, a bloody match against Eva Luno. And he's in the stairwell, concrete steps, gushing blood down his front onto the steps beneath him so much blood the camera even went oh look at it all maybe it was the cameraman passing out (laughs) (laughs) and
1: mox just cut the promo of the night this was so great do you know what this felt like i wrote in my notes this feels like the mox and aew of old Mm. like when mox first came into the company he was just doing this week after week after week and i was like there's mox like that's the mox that came in here in 2019 Really good. Great wrestler. Uh, great, he called a
2: hangman a great wrestler. You're even a great man, but I'm an animal. And this is my
1: sort of turf. <coughs> Monty Brown was confirmed.
2: Now the elite come out. They get the whole entrance. They do their poses on the ramp. And then the lights cut out. The lights come back up. It's House of Black behind them. The lights cut out. The lights come back up. The elite are down and the House of Black are posing with the titles. The lights cut out. The lights come back up. Cut to break. There's no one there. Yeah. Um. This. You know what? This is a
1: great angle. For three weeks ago. Yes. That starts the fuse. <laughs> Absolutely. Exactly. It's not. It's not your ending one. No. It's not. It's not the one you you just tack on a few days before the pay per view. This is the one you do. This is what you do ages ago.
2: This is a. Oh, this is a tease. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine? An aperitif. Is that right? Yeah. What do you have at the start of it? A- An aperitif. Yes. What's a food version of an aperitif? Uh, oh, it would be uh, an amuse-bouche. A amuse-bouche! That's <laughs> what this is. It's an amuse-bouche.
1: Amuse-bouche, or, amuse or is that a
2: pre-dessert?
1: Certainly, mm. like a canapé. A canapé, sure. Whatever it is,
2: <laughs> it is not meant to be the final go-home angle. Because there's no substance there. No. It's a cool visual. There's no story. And I think it really didn't get over right with the crowd. Because the crowd booed it. Not in an all-house-of-black way. It was a, we're not going to get to see all those cool people.
1: Well, yeah, was, certainly because it looked like they were going to come out for a match mm. and then they didn't get the match. So it was like, you know, you <clears> denied <throat> the audience the and watching getting to see the elite wrestle. I, ever
2: since the Bucks and Omega come, came back, you know, of course you've got the best of seven, but storyline-wise, for, for an act that have been so great with storylines, with the Hangman Page, the Bullet
1: Club, being the elite in
2: general... Where's the creativity been? Outside no of idea. the in-ring spots. I have no
1: idea. It's almost like they're basically on pause at the moment until Paige has finished up with marks. Mm. And then we can get back to Paige in the Elite. Or until they're going back to WWE. Ooh. Back to WWE. I was going to say back. <laughs> oh, I mean, Matt Jackson was on an episode of SmackDown once. So yeah, they <laughs> you're going
2: back. Right up next, we had this great match. Face of the Revolution
1: ladder match. Samoa Joe on commentary. It was Takeshita. I've, I've, I've got the list here. You do it. It was Ortiz versus Takeshita versus Powerhouse Hub versus Commander versus AR Fox versus Eddie Kingston versus Action Andrade versus Sammy Guevara. Now, I've got one whopping complaint with this. I think it will be the same as mine. I wouldn't have done that Elite House of Black angle because it it, was too little too late. And I would have used that time there to give all of them entrances Mm. because this match just started. And I'm like, all right, who's in this match? Yeah, yeah. And so i missed like the first few spots they were doing in this just because i was trying to work out okay well who's in this ladder match then i was like is that sammy okay sammy's in this match <laughs> i can see some blue trunks there's action andretti daniel garcia's in it oh no wait no wait, wait, wait. no no, no daniel just Garcia. interfering that's um no i saw this on twitter <laughs> it's 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 it is a luchador like so i wrote down phoenix at first because i saw a mask a guy in a white mask and i was like well, it's probably ray phoenix not bandito <laughs> I was like, no, I saw this on Twitter. I can't quite remember his name. They commented, like, Commander. I was like, that's it. Commander's <laughs> in this match. Not in this company. I'd have probably given him an entrance mm. so that people, you know, at home can know who this lad is. Um, that is my, my only, my only complaints I had this match. It is a bit of a major one, but it is one that I can remove because the match was awesome. Oh, you see, I had a different... Major complaint. But also,
2: again, right at the start, and then it was gone. So I just enjoyed the rest of the match a hell of a lot. Eddie Kingston, Ortiz, they hate each other right now. They're feuding. I don't think anyone wants to see that feud, but it's happening. So they just beat the crap out of each other, went up the ramp to the back. Yep. It, is, it has been a tough time being an Eddie a fan. I and mean, you know, like, we are...
1: Fan fan boys. He's our favorite wrestler. I got a lot of criticism on my parts fun known list for having Eddie Kingston as part of my favorite wrestlers Mm. of all time list. Yeah. But if you said that a a year ago, people would be like, yeah, totally agree with you. It's ever since the end of that Blood and Guts match, that Jericho feud, he has... He's fallen off the... Absolutely. Just Tony's had zero interest in Kingston feuds. And if the storyline is now that he has quit AEW and he's going to Ring of Honor... Taking away my Eddie Kingston because yeah. I ain't got time to watch Ring of Honor.
2: It feels like you know back in the day when someone would move to ECW.
1: <laughs> You're talking about the, the yeah, WWE ECW version, not the actual late is ECW. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where he's like, Ah, oh, our Christian's gone there, as he. I'm probably not going to see Christian wrestle then, am I? Yeah.
2: Uh- He's one of the best promo guys in the business. He is
1: a wrestler that legit makes me feel things. He Mm. makes me feel emotions. And him not being on TV, I think, has been a real error. I think him not being in a storyline has been a massive error. Maybe I'm just looking at that from an Eddie Kingston fanboy. But I'm also looking at it. I was like, well, no, he was counting some of the most compelling promos. That punk feud. And that is the one I'll always use the example. Because it was two weeks. And they told an incredible story through basically two promo segments one of which wasn't even a promo segment it was an interrupting segment then a promo segment on tv and then had one of the best matches of the year that only went eight minutes on the pay-per-view but it was just like all told 22 minutes of television yeah but it was some of the 22 of the most compelling television aew did all year that is a guy i'm like i should probably do do a bit more with this Eddie Kingston guy they actually made a main
2: eventer yeah. you know the punk match he main evented with Moxley didn't yeah. he yeah, that, yeah that, that was, that was, a long time a ago long time but ago. He,
1: he main evented and with Jericho during the pandemic era we were saying it's one of the first times we've got an AEW World title for you that really feels like there are some stakes in mm. it because Eddie made it feel real because I don't think pro wrestling isn't real to him and I think it's a huge missed opportunity to have him on TV more yeah you're, I think you're right an actual main eventer, and at the start of the Jericho feud, an actual main yeah. eventer, but taken not even taken off the boil. It's been taken outside, mm. left in the cold. Squander.
2: Yeah. That aside, what a hell of a match. Just it, yeah. insane spots. You had a load of flyers in there, because Commander is magnificent. He did this spot running the, the length of the top rope and then hit a, a flip. Usually, I remember when we were at uh, Wrestling Media Con and we saw El Fantasmo do this spot for the first time. And he goes round the ring walking the ropes. Yeah, But he's doing it like Takerwood, where someone's holding your hand on yeah. the ground. My lady partner, who's in circus, was like, that's not impressive. <laughs> that's super easy to do. What's really hard is, is tightrope walking at speed. Not with a slack line, but with mm-hmm. quite a hard line. And that's what Commander did.
1: And then he did a flip at the end. Yeah, it was (laughs) wicked. Uh, There was a rough old bump in here, though, where Action Andretti did a falcon arrow off the top of the ladder. And it looked like he was meant to do the falcon arrow onto the ladder bridge. I think, which is impossible. Yeah, because he just flipped Guevara around, and Guevara just went, whoa, and just they collapsed to the mat. Rough old bump that. And I think uh, Guevara might have knocked his head somewhat. Not like knocked himself out, but certainly caught his Mm. head on a ladder rough bump to take and
2: andrelli's leg the way it got caught up yeah. he immediately rolled out the ring screaming and yeah.
1: i was like oh my oh, god no, no. Yeah. and then
2: 30 seconds later he's taken a bump
1: off the, the yeah. ladder well, yeah because he and like i said like, running up one ladder running across another <laughs> ladder and running up another ladder it was insane um because that's when is that the blue thunder the, the blue thunder bomb rather that Takeshta did yeah, onto was, commander crikey that was the other top spot i'd say that's it yeah garcia ran down to take out andretti um they announced that eddie and ortiz have had to be separated um but they've been just fighting backstage guevara did his big oh, I'm, a bit loopy, I'm crazy uh, sent on off the ladder um Takeshta stopped guevara and took out garcia and then hob this is one of my favorite spots Takesh Kesha's up, he's about to win Hobbs ran and pounced the ladder Oh it was rad Monty Brown's return (laughs) confirmed He just went bush and popped out of the way It was so cool And he climbs the ladder, gets the win in his hometown Yeah And he gets the title shot in Sacramento next week
2: Great idea, great booking. Uh, Hobbs was super over with the crowd. Yeah, he yeah. felt like a proper star, which is great because, you know, he's not really been around on TV. Well, the Book of Hobbs? <laughs> I, <forgot. laughs> I was like, <laughs> last time we really saw him was in the Starks feud and he was shortchanged by that afterwards. Yeah, it was the TNT title feud. He was in that three-way with Joe and Woodman. Oh, oh, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, yeah. that was months ago. Yeah. Um, that was pay view So it was good to, like, reheat him and the crowd were really receptive. When he ran into that ladder the ladder bottom contorted and the referees just all of a sudden four of them leapt out of nowhere to hold that ladder down i'm so glad they were there yeah because it was it was not standing straight and i was like hobbs is probably winning then (laughs) uh i said it was like the iwo jima statue you know when they're all trying to hold up the flag (laughs) But yeah, excellent match. Yeah, very good good stuff. Uh, Afterwards, powerhouse Hobbs sort of challenged Samoa Joe, who's on commentary. Joe stood up, got tangled up in some wires. (laughs) At least it wasn't a poncho. Wardlow comes out too, and Wardlow beat up a
1: security guard member. Yeah, I really hope Joe retains the pay per view. I don't think he's going to, but I I hope he retains.
2: Casty and Danhausen backstage. That's when they decide they'll go. They'll replace best friends in the battle royal. Chris Jericho squashed Peter
1: Avalon, although Avalon got two minutes of some t- complete offense. This is what I wanted out <laughs> of the asuka Carmella match on Raw, mm. which, which wound me up no end because Carmella just dominated for 95% of the match, then Asker just won at the end because commentary there like that Carmella's dominating this match. Like Carmella's firmly in control. Go through a commercial break. Carmella firmly in control here. Now, this is, this is how you do it. Peter Avalon. Was on offense for about ninety five percent of this match, but Jericho was never in any mm. any spot to lose. Like he was never in any actual trouble from Avalon's offense, and it just took one code breaker, not even his actual finishing move, to put Avalon away. That's a perfect way to do it. Really
2: smart, because Jericho—it's a tactics thing. This guy is very emotionally hot. Okay, I'm gonna weather it. Rope a dope. Wait for an opening. Boom, one move. Yeah. The, uh, Avalon looks actually really good coming out of this. I think AEW has shown over the last two weeks with Avalon here and Evil Uno last week. They've got some really good wrestlers oh, yeah. in their undercard slots. Uh, but yeah, Starks comes down to make the save because Jericho is going to hit Avalon with the bat. Jericho has quite a cute line here. JS are going to be banned from ringside at Revolution, but they're not banned tonight. Nope. Garcia and Hager hey enter. They all beat up Starks. Uh, hangman gets a promo. He said he's got nothing left to lose.
1: Well, this is the last thing mm. he has to lose. Or if there was a really nice way to do the I've got nothing left to lose because this is actually something. You know, if you've got nothing mm. left to lose, then you're at the end of it. But like, no, I've, I need to hold on to this one thing. You've taken away my memory. You've taken away, like, I've lost my friends. I've got this and this alone. And I was like, oh, he is desperate mm. to win on Sunday. I, ri- that and the Mox promo. I think it is my most anticipated stuff, yeah. and then Danielson's promo later. Maybe like, oh no, maybe that's my most anticipated <laughs> match.
2: Uh, Christian comes out with Rene Paquette in the ring, and it's back. <laughs> the turtleneck, how I've missed it. The turtleneck of offense. The
1: turtleneck promo. <laughs> <laughs> I,
2: I, because you know he's been back for two weeks, but he hasn't actually really got to do anything. Christian. Yeah. This was Christian's full return. I have
1: missed him me too there was a line in this promo that i absolutely adored which one so he's there talking about how he hates jungle boys generation uh, and the reason why uh. he hates jungle boys generation is because <laughs> you treat this business my business like it's a video game he's this old wrestler. wrestlers like no you're killing the business this is a business that you take seriously my business do you know how i treat my this bit my business like an ATM machine and I'm going to run it dry because he doesn't care either. It's just, it's a different philosophy. Mm. Oh, it was such a great twist yeah. on the narrative. I loved it so much.
2: Yeah, Stan, a great Christian promo. He's getting mega heat, you know, like just every couple of lines. Oh, and by the way, this place sucks. <laughs> <laughs> but he does it so well, so much heat. And then he said, Jungle Boy, you truly are your father's son and no talent hack. <laughs> Who got by with his good looks and no grit? I'm gonna S- beat you on oh. Sunday. So the match is made. Lights cut out again. No house of black this time. It cuts to Jack Perry on the screen. It's like a pre-tape thing yet. Bit melodramatic for my taste. No, but yeah, he's been <clears throat> hanging out with Darby Allen. Yeah, he's digging a grave. He has one Sinead O'Connor tier, and then the the gravestone is revealed to read Christian K Kay- Christian's name. Yeah, I, I imagine it was sort of uh, you're meant to be like, oh, you know, like he buried his own father, didn't he? Like, um, but then, I don't know, it didn't, didn't feel, it felt staged. A little bit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hader cut a promo uh, on Revolution. Britt Baker, 100% sort of baby face, I guess, with yeah. Hader here. Uh, Hader will beat two bitches. <laughs> 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 that was her line.
1: Hook took on Matt Hardy. I really like this match. Yeah, me too. I don't think it needs to be on this show when you've got so much other stuff on it, but... Very fun, nonetheless. Did you think Jeff Hardy was returning? <laughs> when the, every this has happened twice now, yeah, yeah. where they played that music, and I'm like, the Hardy boys are back. <laughs> no, nope, it's just Matt doing some terrible firm stuff instead. I mean, it is
2: before the rep before a paper. Oh yeah,
1: yeah, it's probably
2: probably for the best. Uh, this was probably the most challenged Hook has looked,
1: which I really enjoyed. Me too. Haven't got to see Hook sell before. I was impressed. I, was, I thought it was so much fun. I actually really, really liked... There was a moment when Stokely Hathaway took off the cast and he hit Hook with mm. it. It was a really, really good near fall. Genuinely really great near fall. I thought it was a lot of fun. And then eventually Matt Hardy went for the twist of fate. Hook reversed that into the red rum. And Matt Hardy immediately tapped out. Because I think there were stakes to this match?
2: Yeah, uh, Hook would get a match against Stokely Hathaway... Without any of the firm.
1: That's right. Mm. Which is why Hardy immediately tapped out because Matt wants that match for Hook as well.
2: Yeah, because Matt was shown smiling afterwards and Hathaway was rocking back and forth. I'm into Hook. Yeah. That's about it. House of Black had a promo. They're now holding the trio's titles and they lay them down we will have a match. Yeah.
1: So much story. So I, th- I think now the story is the Elite have got to try and find the room where they film their <laughs> promos but just trying to get their belts back. Just turn on lights. Guys, what are you doing? It's <laughs> a
2: broom closet. No. It's in here. No, it's not this room either. <laughs> I've already checked this one. That should be a being the Elite sketch. <laughs> Tony Storm then took on Rio. I, I just like seeing Rio. My first note of missing see, seeing Rio wrestle. I looked... Five matches on TV since the start of 2022.
1: Wow! Christmas Day—that's that's that's upsetting.
2: Your inaugural women's champion, who is still always over, who still puts on great matches. What the hell? <laughs> I don't understand. And I was just like, "Ah, oh, Tony Storm's involved in this. She's just going to beat Rio." So thankfully, Britt Baker distracted Tony,
1: allowed Rio to get the win. Well, I'd actually argue. Um, that Tony Storm distracted herself. Mm-hmm, she mm-hmm. didn't need to be yeah, distracted yeah, by mm-hmm. Baker, but she distracted herself with it and then allowed Riho to roll her up for the win. I thought Riho looked really great in this. Um, actually, I'm going to show you. that. Unfortunately, I can't put it up on on the screen. I should have thought about this ahead of time. Um, but uh, obviously, I get sent all of the press images mm. to use for a thumbnail image. Look at this picture of Tony Storm doing the hip attack on Riho. Jesus.
2: Some things you just got to take, haven't you? Yeah, That
1: is all the ass in your face. Uh, a Bix put up a post recently. Like it was a gif of her doing that hip attack move because you get some wicked whiplash off mm. of that. And he was like, wrestlers, can you message me and let me know how you take this <laughs> move? Because it just looks like you'd just get hit by it. There's no safe way to take this move. Well, I've told this
2: before. I asked a wrestler, I can't remember who it was now, Dave Mastiff. It's called The Bastard. He certainly was. He's a big, big guy. And he would, on the British indie scene, run at you full pelt when you're down in the corner and do a cannonball. You know, like Kevin Owens' cannonball. Loved it. I just sat around, all progressed, waiting for this move to be here. And I said to someone, how do you take that move? And they just looked at me and said, some things you just take.
1: (laughs) You just brace and you take his weight. It's like a, a Walter Chop. Yeah. Some moves... You just take. There's, no, there's not a safe way to take a Walzer Chop.
2: It's going to suck. It's going to hurt for a few days, but ultimately you'll be fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, so afterwards, Rio won. Brit, uh, there was a sort of brawl between Baker and Tony Storm, which led to a Jamie Hayter, Soraya brawl, and then out came Ruby Soho pull apart brawl. Quite
1: effective. I thought it was really effective because she knocked down Soraya, <coughs> and then Hayter was like, hey. And then Ruby knocked her down as well because she is her own. She is destination unknown within this storyline. I, I have enjoyed this story.
2: Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes cut
1: a promo. Uh Naturally limitless. They've given themselves a. They're not on tag team now, are they? I know they've given themselves a name, but I I don't want Keith Lee to go into another tag team.
2: (laughs) How is he going to book him? (laughs) He's just going to be in tag acts.
1: I've tried nothing, and I'm all out of ideas.
2: (laughs) So that's on Rampage, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, not on the pay-per-view. They only added one other match. Yeah. Casino for now. Casino Tag Team Battle Royal came next. And then the final match. I kind of thought we were ending on the Battle Royal. I was like, oh, yeah, of course. Danielson MJF. They had a really good video package. With Great. Like, you know, even Dean Malenko got an appearance, which is I always appreciate. Me too. And they're talking back and forth about each guy's chances. Interspersed with video footage of Danielson doing a hike and MJF like training in the gym, really getting over their conflicting personas. And then you get Brian and Renee in the uh, in the ring in the Young. <laughs> I think I say like in the yard. Renee Young. <laughs> That's what my mind goes It's like don't say Renee Young. Don't say Renee Young. In the Young. Yep. <laughs> uh, talking smack reunion there. And Danielson starts to cut a promo, MJF interrupts, but this time Danielson's like, no, 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 you listen to me. And he says that if there's one thing MJF does deserve, it's your fiance leaving you. Killer line. Mm. And the crowd went, ooh, <laughs> like, that. But, but Max talked about nearly killing himself last week. Yeah. That, that feels a bit heelish. But Danielson was right on it and said, you've been talking about banging rats ever since you got the title. I wouldn't want my daughter to marry you. Yeah. I'm like, you're right. Max yep, is the yeah, bad yeah, guy. He is Booyah. the heel, everyone. He's the heel. Good reminder. <laughs> thanks, thanks, Daniel. Good uh, job you're here. I thought that was a, it was a really important point, though, because yeah. you do feel a lot of sympathy for Max because he's such a good talker and that promo he cut last week,
1: but Danielson immediately points out, no, that's your fault. It's the, it's the brilliance of him as a mm. heel is he genuinely has a hero's backstory that he has become a villain mm-hmm. oh it's amazing mm. what, a, what a
2: brilliant character uh, and Danielson said you don't fight for things Max you cheat for things uh, and if you don't fight on Sunday <laughs> and if you don't fight on Sunday yep. you'll, get your hef,
1: you'll get your effing head kicked in yeah it was, and he built to that as well it was like if you don't fight let the crowd sort of simmer a little bit you're gonna get your effing head kicked in <laughs> And the crowd went,
2: (laughs) (laughs) We get the fight feed, so we had it completely
1: uncensored. Yeah, I heard everywhere else it was censored. Yeah, I I went to find like a USA feed of it to see what it was like. It was butchered to all get out. (laughs) Um, they kind of like put in they put over a crowd noise over it, but it felt like the crowd noise had been reversed, Uh, (laughs) so it was like (laughs) a yeah. It's more it, like a bleep is better, I think. In yeah. some regards. Oh man, it was great. Um, <laughs> Not the fight feed I was like, okay, all <laughs> oh, right, cool. He went there. He went there. Uh, <laughs> he's wanted
2: to say that forever, though. Remember when he was coming in? He was like, "I just want people to chant. You're gonna get your effing hair kicked in." And it was just, and the crowd were like, "I'm never gonna do this." Yeah, because like that's a very British chance yeah, yeah. that was only in the British
1: shows at Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. They didn't when, really follow him. When when they do come over here, oh you better believe. Oh. Like we've been are we're, we're sitting there waiting. We'll swear. Things. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we'll also find a way to get any other wrestler into various other songs. Gold, we'll find a way to find a wrestler uh. to put in there. Who are we gonna put <laughs> into gold? Me,
2: Luke and Laurie were in the car on Tuesday <laughs> and Rich, the editor who was driving Put on na 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 na, na 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 and we're all sitting there like, what's what is this? What are the lyrics to this song? Tyler, <laughs> Tyler, Bate, Tyler, Tyler, Bate, Tyler, 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 <laughs> Tyler, na, 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 na
1: Tony, Tony Storm, Tony Storm. I'm just going through this now. I can find them. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky Starks, Ricky Starks. There's loads of them. Um.
2: So the only sort of feedback I'd give this then cuts to Max. And Max, as soon as he hears effing head kicked in, he looks really scared. And that is a decision. I think if I was making the decision, I would have him angry. Mm. You know, really build this. These are just two people who hate each other. Max is totally convinced himself he's in the right. As soon as you see that doubt creep in, and I, I get the sort of artistic choice to do the doubt, but I don't think it's, the best choice. I'd agree with you on that. Mm. Overall, I gave this uh, 76%, I think, Uh, overall. Yeah.
1: I I just said this was a three out of five episode. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Should we get on to chats? Well, we shall do,
1: yeah. If uh, our mod mother can hear us, can we have the poll up, please? Thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down. Uh, We'll have that before the end of the show. Uh, Right, and yeah, but... That's what I like about this show. We have three different ways of scoring things, because we have your percentage, me doing it out of five, (laughs) thumbs up, thumbs in the middle, thumbs down for the live chats. Consistency. Uh, We've got no Patreon shoutouts
2: for today, so straight into the Omega chat. WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. That's your last call. Danny G, Menberg for 18 months. Keith Lee and Dax Harwood are very different people. Luke Owens, hot takes.
1: Look, I'm not afraid to say it. I'm
2: that person. Um, This one hasn't been recorded, I'm afraid, but they say, I don't get why people are mad at Dax. He's being honest and clear that he's telling his side. Sorry it exposes Tony,
1: but fans should welcome that. I, I'm just going to underline the word honest um, <laughs> it's, and I'm not saying he's lying either he's working there's a, selective
2: there's a, there's a difference Uh, Keplin 2144 I have to side with Ollie on this debate saying you quit and talking crap about the company you're working for kills some of my aspiration to watch the product if that's their intention it has the reverse effect of me making me interested it makes me tune out well,
1: I mean, I can't deny that that is that is a, a take on the product, and I and I also don't think that it's wrong because I don't, Yeah, I'd imagine if you're watching this, if you're watching this, and every segment is just like the company sucks, the company sucks. <laughs> the very first TNA show is people walking out and being like, this main event makes no sense, <laughs> and this match is stupid. And watching it, I was like, why would you open your show yeah. openly saying this match is stupid? Like all of your wrestlers behind like, this match is dumb. Why are we doing this? So I I get it. Danny
2: G. Hi lads, AW definitely missing something for me at the moment. Decent ep- decent enough episode, but there's just nothing special. Really hope FDR is a work. Did enjoy Taz and at Danielson being stiff though. Send for the man. I'm still 10, really. <laughs> Jay Spalding. Happy Jay here. Happy Jay here. Did anyone else notice on Jericho's name bar? It said, one of two people to hold both the ROH and AEW World Championships, a reference to Punk. That is true. Jam that jam. He is, one, he is the other guy. It's coming back. I'm just Marcus. I know that it probably wasn't on purpose, but Hobbs being so strong he warped the ladder, make him look like a terrifying force, and I loved it. Also, I'm afraid Starks and Jericho won't end at the pay-per-view, even though it really needed to. Needs to. I think it will end at the pay-per-view. It's got to end. Yeah. Uh, another person who didn't have their name recorded very sorry there with a 60 minute main and a seven match undercard could this be the time tony has to learn the lesson about having shows be too long i have a feeling the crowd could die out before we even get to the main event or could die during it
1: was it the uh, the prediction show we were talking about where we think the crowd reaction to it might be it would be like it'll be hot for the first 10 minutes or so and then it's really going to cool off Depending on what they do, of course, and then it will really pick up in the <clears throat> final 10.
2: It's a challenge. It's a challenge for the fans. It's a
1: challenge for the wrestlers. It's a challenge anytime a wrestling promoter puts on an hour long match. Because, you know, I mean, it's funny that we're sort of looking at this being like, oh, an hour long match with a seven match undercard. I'm pretty sure that's what Judgment Day 2000 <laughs> was, you know, which, and but no point are we like, that's too many matches, undercard matches for, before your main event. It'll be, and I've been to indie shows that have had an hour-long main event with a seven match undercard with an interval but that's the thing is there is a way to pace those out and to have intervals so i'm very curious to see how this happens because there's been no matches announced for the buy-in either mm. so is it a case of some of the matches that are on this card are actually just on the buy-in please Marcel arts did you, see
2: in, did you see that insane spot by Commander? Or well, you could see it next week if you come to WXW, 16 Carat gold. Well done. You got me there, Marcel Arts. <laughs> I didn't see where that was going for once. Chill Gaming Inc. Like going in Raw confirmed. I
1: think that's Luke going in Raw confirmed. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know why you keep saying contract hampering. I haven't said those words.
2: <laughs> it's the, the bidding Luke of 2024. <laughs> Dr. Hook Nolan Evans... Says, the doctor is in. Hi, lads. I'm off work for two weeks because I just had a hernia removed. Riky. Doing well and doing even better now. That's good to hear. Then I get to watch you guys live for the first time in a while. I'm hyped for the
1: show. Love you all. Jam that jam. Let's, um, jam that jam, that jam, absolute jam that jam to you. Question for you. Excitement levels for Revolution? Where, was, you, where
2: are you currently at? I was thinking about this. Can I have the excitement level? Uh, last year, Revolution was the same day that I saw the Batman in IMAX. Mm -hmm. It was the best day of my life. Yeah. Joint joint with the time that I saw NXT TakeOver London and Star Wars The Force Awakens on the same day. Yeah.
0: Oh, that's lower.
2: Um, That's much lower than I thought. I'm just, you know, when I look at the card, I'm only really super into two matches. And I'm just dreading how long it's going to be. Like, I, because, you know, we, maybe if we were watching this socially and I was going around to your house, that would be different. But the fact of the matter is, we've got to wake up super early on a Monday morning and watch what will probably be a five, five and a half hour card and turn that all around and talk about it. And compare that to uh, Elimination Chamber. Honestly, I was mm-hmm. so excited for Elimination Chamber, couldn't wait to see what happened. Yeah, I'm not like, oh, what's going to happen in
1: any of these angles? I'm like, that will be a good match. Yes, that's that's kind of where I'm at as yeah. well. I am still excited for the show. Want- so if yours is there, I think I'm probably more here. And top is here. Top so you, is here. So yeah. you're fifty percent. I'm about fifty percent. Yeah, I'm, because i say forty. I am. Because I think I am not. It's not two matches. I think it's probably more than half the card I'm really excited for. Despite my quibbles, I actually really cannot wait to watch The Elite versus House of Black Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I know that is going to be an excellent professional wrestling match. For all of my quibbles about the tag team booking, that is going to be an excellent professional wrestling match. So even the two matches where I'm like, these storylines have been no good. In-ring action is going to be very, very good. And even a storyline I'm not that into, which is the women's three-way, I think it might, the match, it's 3 I think they'll have a really good match, particularly like I think Hater and Soho are going to be great mm-hmm. together I think Mox and Hangman I cannot wait for Danielson MJF is the one I'm curious I'm mm. more, I, I've, I've loved the story and I've loved the emotion of the story, I now and maybe it's just because of the job that we have I'm actually just more interested of like what's the crowd reaction going to be, how are they pacing this match, and I'm going to be looking at it from that aspect of it rather than just watching it as a wrestling match
2: uh, Kevin, I just wanted to say that today is the third anniversary of the reveal of Eric Rowan's big pet spider. Happy anniversary!
1: Is it really? What a day! Drew McIntyre killed. Remember, we you know we had people in Charles Train <coughs> be like, I cannot cheer. Drew McIntyre as a babyface now. He killed someone's pet. How's ah, a crap gimmick though? <laughs> I think that
2: was fun. Uh, and finally, new member Steve, fight. Thank you, Thank very, you much. very much for joining. What is this poll? Let's see, can I end this poll?
1: I'm going to close this poll now so we can get a result. This is why I have my laptop with me. I can't find the result poll. <laughs> can I find the result poll here? I can End the poll. End the poll. I've got a result. The result is... I can read it from here. 52% thumbs up. Forty percent thumbs in the middle, seven
2: percent okay. down. So it's a, it's a, a it's a mid show, isn't it? Well, not Slightly really. That's
1: fifty-two percent thumbs up. That's over half of the people voted thumbs up, mm-hmm. and the other basically the other half voted it thumbs in the middle. So yeah, it's like seventy-five percent, seventy-five percent, which
2: is exactly what I said. Seventy-six. Uh, well, thank you very much, everybody, for joining us here today. Go over to wrestletalk.com forward slash Wrestle League. The link's in the video description below. I've probably got the URL wrong, but it's right down there. And then you can partake in predictions at Revolution against us and against three thousand other members of your wonderful SWAF nation. Uh, also, go over and watch our Revolution predictions that went up yesterday on this very channel, linked in the video description down below. And also go over to Wrestle Talk to check out Pete's new video. What's wrong with Helena Cell twenty nineteen? Answer so much. I'm Ollie Davis. This has been Luke Owen. D A D. Jam that jam.
1: Jam that jam, everyone.